Welcome to Listening Space, the podcast that's all things mindset, life, and adventures. If you are looking for honest conversations, food for thought, life, and mindset advice, then you are at the right place. Join Cornelia and her guests and learn how to improve your life and relationships. In today's episode, my friend Sally Maggie is joining me for a really interesting conversation and we are going to talk about how a positive mindset and a few other tips and tricks can help you overcome challenges in life and become more positive. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on for your first ever guest. Had to be done. <laughs> honored, honored. Yeah, me too, yeah. So um, today I would like to talk a little bit about how a positive mindset and a positive attitude can help you to reach your goals and dreams in life and overcome any challenges that you might experience. And from knowing you and all your achievements, I think there is a lot that you could maybe tell us about. Um, so you have been achieving a lot over the last couple of years. So which one of your great achievements and dreams that you ticked off your bucket list is one that you would like to tell us a little bit about and how you got there? Okay, so I suppose um, this this wouldn't be, um, I suppose, my, my proudest achievement, but it definitely would have been my most challenging achievement, which would have been the chartered accounting exams that I did. So before I ever got into p positive thinking, when I was in college, I would have done four years as an undergraduate and then four years to become a chartered accountant. And in those four years when I was trying to do my chartered accounting exams, they're very, very difficult exams, especially back in those days. I think there was like a 50% pass rate or a 60% pass rate. It was very low at the time. And I, I had desperate imposter syndrome because in school I was always a messer I was just always having the laugh anyone that knows me knows that um I probably was busy smoking fags or something back in the day <laughs> um so I I really dealt with this thing in my head that look I'm not good enough I'll never be good enough to do this career even though I'd gone through college so if I bring it back to when I was in school I would have done accounting and my teacher at the time made me drop to ordinary level. So I know you're from Austria, so you'd have a choice between doing higher or ordinary. And ordinary is where you're not good at a subject. And I remember thinking to myself, I actually really like the subject. But look, I have to do what the teachers are after telling me. And I, I just, that's exactly what I did. And I remember when I did that exam, I was out of that exam an hour early and I got an A1. Um, so... Then I went through college and because I was after putting myself through college and I had, a, I had a very negative mindset, didn't have a great upbringing, so didn't have a lot of self-confidence. So I, 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 was, I was negative about it, but I still 
put a lot of pressure on myself and I got a 1-1 every year, but still thought I wasn't good enough. So when I was doing the chartered accounting exams, I kept saying to a girl who I was studying with at the time, I said, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. I was studying nonstop, but I was like, no, I'm definitely going to fail. And this girl said to me, she was like, no, Sally, you need to think positively. And I was like, what is she on about? And there was about 10 of us that were friends in college at the time. And she was the only one out of the 10 of us that passed all the exams all together first time, all the rest of us failed. And I was like, there's something to this. And she kept saying about the secret, the secret, um, you need to think positively. So, so as, as it so happens, um, I was thinking to myself, God, I need to get this book, The Secret. Now, I'd never actually read before. I'm a, I'm a numbers girl. And my ex at the time, his mother had bought this book, The Secret, for a euro at a car boot sale. And she said, oh, I, I'd mentioned it or something. And she said, oh, I have it here if you want it. So I read it. And that, that's when everything flipped. Um, I, it, I, it just resonated with me and I just said, right, I'm going to try this. And it took, it took a few, it took, a, it takes time to put it into practice. It doesn't work straight away. Um, so I started saying, look, I'm going to pass these exams. I'm going to get, get on great. So I, I did and I, I passed the exams, but I was like, hmm, is that my positive mindset or not? So then uh, when I went to get jobs, uh, I work for a company that I've always wanted to work for. I'm not going to mention the company's name. Um, but at the time when I went for the interview I was like um, I'm going to get this job and when I did the first interview that evening I went and I bought the clothes for my first day starting now I hadn't even done a second interview at this stage but I was so confident and and I suppose with positive thinking you know you have to put the actions in place as you well know like it's it doesn't just happen on its own but the the two are very closely correlated and I got that job so I suppose that's when I first realized it was it was going to that, that this positive thinking was going to work and that's that started a whole spiral of events that I was like oh what, what can I tackle next okay and you mentioned the actions with the positive thinking. So how exactly would that look like? So when you think about something, how do you follow up with your actions then? So um, I remember at that time when I was doing those exams, I wrote on a piece of paper, um, one, I want to pass the, these exams um, two, I want to get a well-paid job. Three, I want to become a bikini um, model for I want to become a drifter and I still have that piece of paper somewhere so the actions that follow with it it's I, I started um, encompassing um, vision boards so to me I'm a very visual person even when I study I, I study very visually I, I need to see something written down I couldn't learn something from just hearing it and the actions they they naturally follow once you have the vision in place things that you do every day you you start working towards and I I had I had a boyfriend around the time before I'd started all this thing and he said one small thing every day so that's any of those goals that were on that vision board it was one small thing every day whether it be um one particular thing um was I bought magazines at, at a car boot sale they were like I think I got like it was 50 cent magazine and they had pictures of exercises and these pictures of these models in it and it was just one small thing every day just to read that and then the next day do one of those exercises out of it and yeah that was it just one small thing adds up if you did one tiny thing even if it was a half an hour of your day even 20 minutes 
every day that's 365 days a year you know that doesn't belong adding up to an hour you know yeah that makes sense and i can totally relate to the visual part and the vision board i i like as well to look at some sort of visual board to remind myself of the goals and my dreams and i look at it almost every day and that keeps me focused then to, yeah. to take action yeah so i yeah. can relate to that that's great yeah no, I, th I think it's very important and it's just when you see the, the picture of something whatever you want to achieve it's it, you already feel the feelings as if you've already achieved them and it just vibrates it in it's just it's a frequency yeah that makes a lot of sense so when you experienced any sort of challenge along the way or a setback how did you handle that along the way with the positive thinking um there, oh, yeah, challenges. I, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. There was, there was a lot. Um, I, I'll give an example, and that would be with drifting. So, I suppose there was with with cars. There was an awful lot of challenges. Anyone that's into cars, and especially as a as a woman, I'm strong, but I'm not that strong, and I I know my own um, capabilities, and. I always had to think what's in my control, what's outside of my control. So when I, when I came across the challenges, I would say, okay, what's in my control and tackle that piecemeal. And if there was things that were out of my control, in particular in relation to cars, if I couldn't fix something, then I, it would mean that I'd have to, what, what, who, could, who could I get to help me that it would be within their remit or, or they could help me or I could pay them. And I never worried about anything that was out of my control. If I'm not able to change a, gear, a, a gearbox, then that's just what it is. And I'm not going to sit there and dwell in self-pity about the fact that I can't do it. Um, so I suppose that's how I did it. Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be one of the main things I'd say. Mm. It sounds like you were definitely more focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Would that yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yes. And I'd even say the same thing at work, actually. That's a very good um, thing that you just mentioned there. I would always say that I'm solution orientated rather than like getting stuck in the problem. Mm, that makes sense. And in regards of the secret, so you mentioned earlier before that this was how you started to get into the positive mindset, positive thinking, and that it took you a little while to kind of get into it and learn about it and put it into practice. So if you could give our listeners or one person a piece of advice how to start if they haven't been in contact with all that kind of stuff before or the book or the positive mindset work what would you you know advise or what sort of advice would you give them i suppose so if i would advise that you read read the secret if you're not already into it and if that's too much for somebody to to grasp in the first instance I would say to a person to take a step back and really think, what do I want? Because people can think about things like, I want, I want to be successful and they don't know what it actually looks like. Or I want to be, I want to be famous, but they don't know what it actually looks like. Or I want to have money, but they, they don't know how, that's, how, how, how and why you want to achieve that. So you just need to look deep inside and think, what, what, what? inspires me and 
I've, I've read before, if you look back on the last few, um, the last week on your phone and the things that you mainly look at are the things that you're screenshotting can give you good insight into what you're passionate about. Um, so like, and maybe sometimes, you know, if I think back, there might've been times in my life where I could have been actually Googling, why am I, why am I sad or why am I this or why am I that? And maybe that's what you need to tackle first. But once you've tackled whatever that is, finding your passion and just running with it. Okay. And tell me a little bit about your passions from the last couple of years or even now, what sort of passion are you pursuing at the moment? Um, at the moment, um, I'm just trying to stay alive because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but passions throughout the years, I suppose... Um, Look, I, I'm I'm very extroverted and my priorities have changed down through the years. When I was younger, uh, like, and I, I had no shame in saying it, I loved to be the center of attention and I loved doing adrenaline junkie things. So I loved doing anything where I, I could be out there and just be flamboyant and be that type of way. And it was actually years later where I thought to myself, okay, a lot of the stuff I did was very aesthetically driven and you find, you think to yourself, it's actually something that's very hard to maintain. And then you think, okay, okay, that's stuff I'm passionate about because it makes me feel good because people look up to me and admire me. But then you think this isn't sustainable for the future because it's just, it, it can be a little bit shallow. So then I started to look at, um, how can I be valued for my brain and have people look up to me for helping them rather than just because it looks cool. So I actually did um, motivate two motivational speeches in a college and I did, um, I volunteered in a school to just do extracurricular teaching to, to school kids to try and motivate them to believe in themselves for their future. So it, it, what what made me what made me passionate then was to give back to other people to inspire them to to be more than what they thought they could be I suppose. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. And how did you start motivating them, or what did you even tell them in the speech? Do you remember any of that? Um. Yeah. So. I suppose it, it, it was, it depended on who I was speaking to. So when I went to the school with the kids, it was called Junior Achievement Initiative. And anyone who's interested in volunteering with kids like that, that, that feels like they could help, I, I'd highly recommend looking into it. Um, but it, it just so happened I got put into the school that I actually grew in the area where I grew up in, in Mayfield in Cork. And how I started was I told them how I grew up and, you know, I showed them pictures of my house so that they could be like, oh, miss, you know, like uh, that my friend lives over there before I ever got into the stuff I do, because it's very easy um, to say it's for somebody to come in and say, oh, I'm so great. I've done this and I've done that. But if they don't understand where your background and that they can relate with you immediately, it's not going to resonate with them. And then I said to them about working through their education so that they can get a job because 
money isn't everything, but money is everything at the same time because it gives us the opportunity to 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 pursue more expensive hobbies. So that's how I would have started, just putting emphasis on on their education, and then I hit them with the you know the the stuff like that I've done like fire breathing or drifting or you know. Um, uh, bikini bodybuilding these sort of things and it had a lot more wow factor when they realized you know like that I'd come from a similar background to them and when I did the speeches in the college it was it was all again it was all about trying to motivate them to get them through their their final years of college but I suppose the way I approached it was what would I like to have known if I was at, back at their age and uh, how uh, I basically what the way I approached it was I was giving them life hacks so I, I gave them my three life hacks and my three life hacks were the law of uh, the law of attraction which is the positive thinking to attract in what you what you love and your passions and things you want to pursue and um, the average of five which is basically that you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with and, and I believe you need to hang around with the people that you you aspire to be not the not the people you don't aspire to be and planning it it there has to be a plan and within the plan at the time you know um the plan included the vision boards um it included um and your daily gratitude journal so just to make sure that every day that you're constantly you know um what was great about um you'd start the morning with um what what would make today great and it, it'll always revolve back to your goals today would be great if I spent 20 minutes reading that book to relate to that topic that helps me achieve xyz and at the end of the day what would have made today better and if you think that if you'd spent 30 minutes less on Facebook and 30 minutes more on reading something additional for that book you'll write that down and it will it will resonate with you the next day okay I'm actually not going to spend that extra 30 minutes on something that was not value add to my future and focus on the things I want to focus on so yeah those were the the, the things okay that sounds great yeah and I agree with that as well so is that something that everybody could do like could any person start with, you know, positive thinking, implementing it and going for their dreams and goals or what do you think? Yeah, I think anyone can. It's not easy at the start, especially if you've other stuff going on. Like when I started the positive thinking, I was in a job um, that was very, very difficult, very, very challenging. I had very little money at the time. I had a lot of worries. So it's not easy and it's not going to happen overnight. But you just keep plugging away and you need to believe. But you need to believe to achieve. You need to believe it'll get better. You need to know what you want. Like, as I said, I put down number one on that list was I need to pass that exam. And number two was get that that job with good money. And once those two things happened, which which was a long time, you know, that took four years of hard graft, very, very bad money, um, very tough job working um, like uh, you could be working till 11 o'clock at night some nights and then you know there'd be other evenings where you might be finishing work you might be in from nine till seven you're going to college straight after going to college at the weekends then working a second job because I had such little money but I just kept it in mind the uh, the goal is to pass these exams to get that good job and once that happened everything else fell into place everything else but it it was really really difficult to 
get to that. And you really just have to stick with it and think what's within my control today. Can I do that study? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah. And what helped you along the way when you found yourself being in one of those rough patches, let's say, or when you found it was a bit difficult, like what supported you? Did you have like friends or any sort of support system or how did it look like for you? Um, yeah, I, I had friends. I hadn't quite grasped the average of five at the time and how important the people that you hang around with were. But I do remember at the time thinking to myself that certain people that I was hanging around with were, were I suppose, energy vampires sucking energy from me. And there was other people I was hanging around with that added value to my life and those people I, I tended to gravitate to when I was trying to achieve my goals naturally I just didn't quite click it at the time um so yeah look it was it was definitely friends but I think it was just because I I knew I didn't want to live the life I had growing up in you know poverty and it it I, I knew there was it, you know I read this this thing one time and it was like Johnny and Johnny and Barry are both from an alcoholic father and Johnny said oh I became an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic and Barry said um oh I didn't become an alcoholic because my dad was an alcoholic so you you've 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 got two paths in life that you can go and I really knew I did not want I wanted the latter I wanted to go Barry's way I I, I didn't want to go the the route that I came from yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I totally agree because I often say to people as well that you have the choice. It's up to you and it's up to you how your life is going to be. So depending on what choices you make, you know, you can be either miserable or fantastic. And it is not always easy. Maybe there is challenges, but the mindset is so important like what sort of mindset you bring into it and into your life and as well, what kind of people you surround yourself with. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And as well, you know, you made me think of something there when you were saying that, um, and it's, you're right. Like you, I think some people have this sense of entitlement. They're like, Oh, I see that Mary down the road. She comes from a wealthy family. Like I should have that and I think sometimes you just have to make a settlement with yourself that life sometimes just is not fair but it's it's those those hardships in life have actually made me excel in, in comparison to other people so sometimes yes Mary down the road will have better opportunities but you just have to suck it up and drive on and what are the things within your control and outside your control and get rid of that sense of entitlement get rid of all of those things because someone else is more fortunate than you sometimes shit happens and sometimes you'll be that person to someone else who's more fortunate you're always whatever situation you're in in life you've you're always more fortunate than someone else because there are people dying in africa because they're starving every day you know there's things like this going on every day and the fact that you're even thinking about your goals or even listening to this podcast is a privilege yeah that's very well said actually yeah that's true so what kept you driving then when when you felt you you had a, a challenge or something like it was that basically what drove you on to to yeah. just not be in a worse state or I, I'll tell you, like yeah. you grew up yeah I'll tell you it, to me there was no other option there was no other option because 
I suppose I had these things that I wanted to achieve and I knew they, I wasn't going to achieve them if I didn't have the job and the career. So it was one step, one goal at a time. And I suppose what really drove me is I really, really was loved cars at the time. And cars is a very expensive hobby. And I used to go to these car events and I used to go on my own. And actually, I remember that was our my first time bumping into you because yeah. I, I remember looking outside my accounting office one day when... Um, the Gardaí Shikaloni were had stopped had stopped you in your S40 and I was like who is this girl I need to meet her she is so cool um and I suppose I just had the vision so so strong in my mind that I was going to be on the track in my own car I knew there was no other option than just to drive through with these difficult things. And this is why I say you just, you need to work back to what's my passion and that's what will keep you driving forward. That vision of, of that, that, that little thing like cars has driven me through, you know, those additional four years in college after already doing four years, you know? Yeah, I can, I can totally agree. And it's a little fun fact, I suppose, for the listeners. So <laughs> we met through <laughs> our, our shared love for cars and motorsport. And I remember, I remember um, seeing Sally and on social media as well and posting about some positive um, quotes and stuff and cars and I found that was incredible, incredibly rare at the time. <laughs> so I think that's how we started to connect. And I agree with as well the passion and when you have the vision and knowing what is important to you, what is your values in life and what drives you, what inspires you, because um, it keeps you going. And I can as well relate to the hardships of um, cars and race cars, <laughs> motorsport. So um, that helped me personally as well to know, okay, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of it? And um, it keeps you going through the more challenging times. And at the same time, I want to make sure that um, challenging doesn't just mean for us now having issues with cars in case it comes across yeah, um, yeah. wrong but um we both as well equally um, experience like similar challenges and um, tough times let's say when we grew up and um, so we refer to those as well so not just the challenges with our cars at the yeah. time um yeah so a little fun fact about our friendship yeah. So um, Sally, tell me a little bit more about your current um, adventure in pursuing, um, I suppose, of your current dreams. As in, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing at the moment. And yeah, what's, um, your, what's your next um, big goal? Um, at the moment, uh, there, there are some goals that I'm not going to talk about currently just because um, they've been put on hold. Maybe we'll, we'll save that for a future podcast if I do finally get there. But I suppose because of the lockdown, um, it, it, we've really had to to reprioritize things and things that we might have been working on have totally changed. So again, you're looking at what's within my control, what's outside of my control. Um, a pandemic, a global pandemic is outside of my control. So what can I do from home? So recently, um, 
I'm, I, I'm an accountant and I'm an accountant by nature as well. I, I am, I suppose what you'd say, uh, I enjoy being, you know, frugal and helping people to, to help them budget. So I've been trying to help people that I know and in particular pilots that I know that wouldn't be as good with money as, as they should be. Um, and given the pandemic, a lot of pilots out there have gotten a big fright. So I've gotten very into looking at finance videos and YouTube has been a great source um, just for learning absolutely anything. And in addition to that, in addition to learning to save money, I've also learned um, recently I put up a YouTube video on how to do your own hair. Now, I don't recommend that to everyone, but just as you know, like a stop gap in between. And these are little ways that in future we might be able to save money. And I've actually bought stuff. Now, I'm not into makeup or I'm not into tutorials, but I've, I've bought a kit for how to do my nails. And I suppose it's just the little goals like that at the moment. And I've tried to set up um, an investment portfolio where I'm putting in at least a hundred euro a month so that like it's uh, so that I'm getting into that habit of saving and just becoming a regular saver and learning about this type of stuff because these are the type of things when when life is fun we just totally ignore saving and the fact that there's going to be a future down the line so that's currently what I'm working on. Okay yeah it sounds like you're making the best out of what you can do right now and out of the current situation and how to, yeah, it sounds like you're making the best out of it. And I think that is probably down to your positive attitude as well and your positive mindset, because once again, you have the choice between making the best out of it and creating some new goals or learning something new or just dwelling in it. So, which, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can... <laughs> I came up with a saying recently if you if you dwell on your own shit for too long you'll start to smell so you just <laughs> sometimes I can I can come my points come across as crude sometimes but I I'm a hard hitter with things like that and I suppose I did spend a little bit of time you know um pissed off and angry at the the COVID situation and then I said okay look what are the things I can do and I'm really really enjoying learning about finance actually so mm. I want to say one thing, though, because I think it is important as well to feel the emotions that come up at the moment and not just push them away. So I am definitely all for feeling it and letting it out and release them in whatever way it works for you. So definitely don't push them away and just ignore them, but also don't dwell in them for too long. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have to agree. Like, you have to allow yourself, I suppose, which I wouldn't be as good at, to be honest, you have to allow yourself to, to feel those negative feelings as well, because it is, a, it's a real thing, you know. And look, putting it into perspective, let's say, you know, in World War Two, World War Two lasted for six years and people lived with no food and they were in bunkers and they were afraid of their life. And I suppose somebody said this to me recently and I thought to myself, a pandemic usually doesn't last longer than two years. These poor people had to put up with six years of it. So it, it, it helps me get past those feelings of dwelling in self-pity. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it puts things into perspective. Yeah. And... I think it is healthy as well to check in with yourself every now and then and compare maybe to 
situations or past situations to see, okay, am I being stuck right now in my dwelling or is this a genuine um, experience? And now saying that again, every experience is genuine, I suppose. <laughs> But um, it is important to keep the perspective or look into a different, um, look at it from a different point of view, I suppose. Yeah, and not forget that, yeah, sure, you live through that. But at the same time, you don't have to be stuck in it. And sometimes you might need some little help or a chat with a friend or someone, your loved one or a professional to help you get out of that. And there's, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with that as well. Yeah, you're right about, you know, uh, talking to someone. It's, it's very important. It's like we go back to the average of five and I'm sure people will be thinking, but I can't hang around with anyone at the moment. But we're so lucky in that we have, you know, things like FaceTime, Zoom, the whole lot. And on top of that, um, your average of five doesn't have to be people that you actually know. It can be the podcast you listen to, the, you know, what you consume in through your ears is 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 what's being taken into your brain um it's so important you you need it, the same way you you'd eat healthy food to stay healthy you also need to consume good ear food yeah, brain food <laughs> brain yeah. foods brain foods yeah <laughs> yeah i i totally agree and i love talking about this as well um especially to my friends and loved ones and even clients sometimes it is so important To, to just be aware of what you feed your mind with and your brain with. And just as with the food, you could consume healthy content, let's say, in form of a podcast or whatever it is for you. Or you might consume something that is maybe less healthy or less beneficial for you. And it is so important, especially right now, to make sure you surround yourself with the right things, the right content, the right people and make sure you keep yourself in a good place because obviously this is challenging for all of us. So how can we help ourselves and how can you help yourself? And yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, and with the stuff that I've been focusing on recently, even just the little things like the the YouTube just for doing my nails or whatever it might be, I recently started listening again. You know, the odd time um, they're good is the just the motivational speeches. This is free. We have it on our phone on YouTube, and I know they can be a bit they can be a bit cringe sometimes if you listen to them and you're not in the form of listening to them. But there's it's still it's what's going into your brain. It's somebody telling you you can do this. You know, get up and do it rather than maybe you could ring the friend but if it's going to be a friend where you're going to sit and talk about how great times were before it mightn't add value to your day as much as listening to someone who's going to tell you you need to get up you need to get out you need to do it <laughs> yeah so who are you listening to at the moment do you have any favorite um, motivational speaker um i don't i don't have a, anyone in particular but Look, Tony Robbins brings a lot of energy and fairness to him. Like, you know, you can't, you can't go past him or, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk again is another good guy. You know, there's just, there's no BS and it's just straight to the point. And I, I like that attitude. Yeah, that suits your character as well. I totally, think. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. 
So um, in regards of, um, you know, manifesting and bringing good things into your life and creating good things in your life by as well taking action. So if you were to give some sort of, let's say, instructions or like three steps or something very specific to help someone get into it and start straight away, um, how would you put that together? What would you tell them to do first as in like very easy short steps okay um first of all if you had the time i would say uh just read up on the law of attraction the secret would be great it's a very easy reading book even if you're somebody who doesn't like reading it's very easy that'd be the number one thing i'd say to do number two i would get out a piece of pen and paper and i would write down the people who are closest to me in my life this sounds really cutthroat but i've done it and you just need to go through and you need to see um, how do I feel after I and, and just put it on a scale of one to ten how do I feel feel in a scale of one to ten uh, ten being the happiest after I get off a phone call to this person if you're if you're anyway below six like they, you know you need to be giving them the old shop like they need to get the snip snip for just for the moment <laughs> or they need to be lower down your list of consumption for that week you know um and I would be bringing your, if there's a person in that list that you always feel like a 10 and you might speak, you might speak to them once a month, maybe they need to come up to a once a week person, you know, and make an, a, a, an extra effort to that person. And the third thing would be the plan that you put in place. So I've already spoke about this, but that's basically putting out your, your, um, your vision board. You need to put your, your vision board together. Another thing that um, this is maybe a little bit more in depth, um, but it's your mission statement as a person. So if you like companies do this, like Johnson and Johnson has a mission statement, um, Apple, Facebook, any of these companies. So if, if a company can have one, like why shouldn't we have one for the most important thing that we'll ever have our own life? So like, you know, what is, so some, uh, I suppose when I say a mission statement, what would you like people to t- say um, if they had if they had a one or two liner to say at your funeral and that's all they could say, what would you like them to say about you? And that, that takes time. That takes time to go through. Um, I think, if, if I think correctly, um, Oprah has something about teaching people to be more than what they thought they could be. And I really liked that one. So that's kind of when I kind of robbed at the time. But just look around at them. And the third thing would be the, the journaling. Um, it's the daily gratitude journal. Um, getting up in the morning, uh, what would make today great? And then revisiting in the evening. Um, uh, or, yeah, what would make today great and three things you're grateful for. And then in the evening, three things you're grateful for. Um, what would ma- have made today better? Um, a very simple technique, but the minute you start your morning with being grateful for something and it, 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 it starts to come naturally. I had to really make a serious effort for this to begin with and then after a while I'd be driving to work and I'd be like oh my god the sunshine's so great oh my god I can listen to music in my car because I've got bluetooth oh my god I'm so lucky to have this car to bring me to work oh my god these seats are so comfortable all of these things just start coming so naturally and you just start naturally just becoming a happier person you just have a happier disposition and you're more fun to be around nobody wants to be around someone that's like 
oh it's so annoying a bird pooed on my windscreen today I had to get out and clean it and instead you're saying oh my god I'm actually so delighted I came to work this morning and it was actually 10 degrees it's so great that the weather's so bammy or I'm so lucky the heating's working in my car and I was really toasty driving to work like who who do you want to listen to you know yeah that's such a good point and I just love the gratitude list or simply taking time to be grateful throughout the day. So I actually personally do that in my morning routines. I try to think of something that I'm grateful for. And that can be as simple as having running water, right? And I think it makes a big difference when you implement those little habits into your life and start thinking about, okay, what can I be grateful for? And as you say as well, it's, it makes you, it actually changes you as a person, your energy changes around you. You become more grateful in general, obviously. <laughs> and yeah. you see things happening in your life as well differently. And I do believe as well, for example, that if you tend to look at the good things in life rather than the bad things, or you keep the good things, I suppose, more on your mind, um, then it's more likely that you recognize good opportunities coming up and experiencing good things in life. And I suppose manifesting good things that are happening to you. So it's kind of like a full circle and yeah, yeah, I totally agree with the gratitude part, journaling, all of the points actually that you mentioned. So yeah, it's really good advice. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised that we agree on that stuff. Um, that's, uh, you know, yeah. our whole, the, the whole foundation of our relationship was basically, I think, um, a motivational quote on Facebook turned yeah. into, hey, do you want to meet up for a coffee? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think as well, we we often bounce off each other that way too and remind each other in case we might forget to be grateful or something along the lines. And that's something that always worked really well, let's say, with within our friendship. And I highly recommend to any listener, <laughs> uh, if you if you have friends that are maybe not as uh, grateful or as such, try to get them into it too. And maybe try to raise the awareness of positive thinking and um, gratitude and see what happens because it will improve your relationships as well. And not just with your friends, also with your partners or family. And yeah, I think our friendship is a really good um, example of that. Yeah. And you know, you said there now about, um, that you should say in front of friends. I'm just curious, has there been times where you've seen people go full circle after you've um, mentioned the idea of being grateful? Um, definitely, yeah. So they're, yeah, in their own ways, yeah, definitely. So it's almost like a ripple effect, you know, when you, or when you drop a, a little rock into the water, you know, and you oh, see yeah. the, the, the waves coming yeah. and expanding and reaching out it's kind of like it feels kind of like that so um, I definitely noticed that and I think that is great you know it is great and when someone is not when someone is not resonating with it or gets annoyed by me being grateful or positive then it is to be honest really handy for me as well because 
I know straight away then, okay, this person is probably not for me anyway, and we might not resonate as much, and I'm not the right person for them in their lives and the other way around. So it kind of shows straight away, you know, is that a person I would like to keep in my inner circle or not? So it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a saying, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So it's only mm. when the person is ready that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll I suppose, to be talking to someone like you, you know, you'll only attracted in when the people are ready to to listen to it or adopt it you know it's because it's not easy I mean mm. this is why things like Coronation Street and these dramas soap operas mm. they're called dramas um mm. are so popular is because people drama's a great distraction from yeah. the things we really need to be looking at yeah that is so true and that is actually something that um, I noticed as well when I looked at my circle and my friends a couple of years ago and when I decided to minimize the contact with less positive people and complainers and people who tend to gossip and stuff like that. And once those people left my circle, it was very natural then moving forward to only come across like-minded people, positive people, so now I don't even have to worry about, let's say, negative people or people who complain or who um, attract drama a lot. I don't even have to worry about it anymore because it's just not, you know, it, it's like a filter, you yeah. know, a filter system in your energy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to describe it best, but um, yeah, it just goes hand in hand, really. Yeah, because people who are, aren't ready to have this better life they they find it very annoying actually they find it aggravating and I understand it because it's that thing when you're just dwelling you you don't want to hear somebody talking about how great their life is and it's not that that person is talking about how great their life is it's that they're deciding not to dwell on the negative and they're focusing on the positive and that doesn't mean that the negative doesn't happen mm. but you know I'll use an example when I was on the way to the, the those one of those motivational speeches speeches um something had happened at home that had made me late and somebody that I had encountered had made me late but the person was actually a very nice person and I ended up having a really deep discussion with them so it was worth being late you know like and I suppose I decided to focus on the fact that I'd met a really cool person rather than the fact that I was uh, tearing it in the road you know late for something you know <laughs> it's just these these type of things yeah yeah that's very true and I remember often being that person you know you know being around that person that's being positive like that girl when we were in college and I was saying oh I'll fail I'll fail and she was like no you won't a positive thinking I used to be like will she ever shut up <laughs> I'm over here enjoying my dwelling in <laughs> in my own manure just I want to say how I'm going to fail <laughs> and it's, it can be just so irritating when somebody's positive and it it comes for a full circle though I look back and I'm like god if I'd only adopted it sooner but look when the student is ready the teacher will appear yeah so it's so true and as well comes down again to the point of are you making the decision to 
feel better and wanting to feel better or would you like to have to stay in the life that you're experiencing right now and just dwell in it and get lost in that stuff so yeah there's a lot to it and thankfully there's people like your friend at the time that got you into it and I suppose people like ourselves we are now as well very passionate about sharing that and helping others and I think yeah it, it's it can that help ripple a lot effect of... you talked about it's that stone she was that stone yeah and that hit me and that my stone has gone on you don't know who that person that you'll end up helping or or even the fact that whoever is even listening to this podcast, did somebody recommend it to them? Did they say yeah. you should listen to this and you actually made the effort to listen to it? You said, okay, look, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And it probably parts of it were probably like, oh yeah, that's easy for her. You know, like, because <laughs> it's just so much easier to think that somebody else has it easier rather than thinking, do you know what? Fair play to her. I want that for myself. Yeah, that's true. And, I suppose sometimes it can feel like that as well, that it looks like so far away to reach a certain level in life of, or a certain level of positivity when you look at others. But then again, I would like to remind listeners and everybody really that it's all baby steps. You, we all start somewhere. And although like the both of us are now super positive and you know, feel very confident handling any challenges in life, but we had to learn that as well. And we had to start somewhere. And when we looked at multiple, or when I looked at motivational speeches at the time, I as well sometimes felt like, oh, it's easy for them to say (laughs) everything is great in their lives. But then again, it's baby steps, start somewhere, just improve your situation or your life with a small little step or action that you can take right now and see where it goes you don't have to be a motivational speecher straight away or you don't have to be you know super rich or whatever it is you want yeah like because you know when I when I did give that speech in CIT it's so important you know, to take that step back and realize what your passions are first. And just because mine, you know, was drifting a car or blowing fire, like it doesn't mean that it undervalues somebody who wants to meet someone nice, settle down and have three kids and live in a house in the suburbs. You know, that doesn't make that any less cool. That's as cool a goal, but it's to know that and not look at the person, you know, with the aesthetically, oh, I, I want because they've got that great bikini or that great body. And then you get sidetracked. You, you mm. need to know, you know, what's for you. And I suppose, like, as you say, like, it's so important, like, the, the people that you're around, the content, like, the, fa- the fact that you're listening to this. Because there is points in life where you're like, but I don't know anyone that's positive. And, like, you know, like, you're providing this resource, you know, like, this, this podcast that people can listen to, you know, and even the additional things that you can offer to be that, that person, that average of five, it, because once it starts, it's like a, it's like a, what is it, a domino effect, it just starts, you start, that person will introduce it to that person, and because you're a happier person, you just attract them in naturally, like. Yeah, very true. There is so much more, oh my God, that I would actually love to talk about. Like even the whole topic of comparing yourself to others and learning how it is 
okay to feel learning how to basically realize okay this is my way and maybe someone else has a different way and how to implement that into your own life oh there's so much that i could talk about with you right now (laughs) (laughs) like comparison is really the thief of joy like you know and when you start off like do you remember like when you started off like it's just you're like okay okay all right who do I know who's doing it okay okay whatever they're doing okay I need to do that and you're just you get so sidetracked like yeah that is actually something that I'm always super aware of so I do kind of like the opposite nowadays and just ignore everything around whatever area of life it is that I'm working on or whatever so I make sure I'm not being influenced by any external factors or people's lives and figure out for myself first okay is this what I want or what is it that I would like to do and yeah Yeah. so yeah Yeah. it's been a long journey yeah like I totally get you and you know like sometimes that envy that you can have for someone you know like it it could be something you don't want but sometimes there is nuggets where those that that feeling of envy is actually your passion like and if it keeps popping up enough times like for me um like you know let's say I remember the theme and there's a girl called Emma Healy and I was just like this girl is so cool and it popped up a few times I was like I'd love that I'd love that so like you know that really pushed me forward you know yeah that makes sense yeah I think Sally we will have you back here another time for definitely (laughs) another episode or way more episodes because there's so much to talk about (laughs) and to share and um, I think we are reaching the hours mark (laughs) which I can't believe we do already (laughs) wow wow um, Uh, well to be fair we would do this in a normal night um podcast or no podcast (laughs) (laughs) very true yeah, the hours are just past. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. But um, yeah, I hope that all of the listeners um, enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And I think we should all have Sally back on here very soon. So keep an eye out for future episodes because Sally will be back. <laughs> and then I suppose Sally... <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Thank you for being here. And in case people people wanted to reach out to you, is there any way how people can do that? Um, I suppose um, the best way would be Facebook, really. I'm on Instagram and things like that, but um, Facebook Messenger. Yeah, and well done to you, Connie, and this this podcast. I really think that you're going to help so many people. Like you've helped me by listening to me down through the years. Um, well done, you. Thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, and see you or listen to you, talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check out listeningspaceonline.com and our social media to find more information about Cornelia and her guests. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Until next time.